Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. This is our first one ever. And in this podcast, we only have one episode. After that, we're done. So, in today's discussion, we will be talking about Frederick Douglass and his speech, From What to the Slave is the Fourth of July. Now, some of y'all might be wondering, who the heck is Frederick Douglass? Well, Frederick Douglass was an American social reformer. Originally, he was a slave in Maryland, and then later he became a national leader of the abolition movement in Massachusetts and in New York. Now, how did Douglass come to write this speech? Well, you see, it was on the 4th of July where he had actually been invited to speak to these old white ladies about what the 4th of July means for America's black population. And in the beginning of his speech, he begins by um, praising the work of the founding fathers and like going on about how great it was. And so basically he's then, just thanking these people for what yeah, they Yeah, okay. he's just thanking them for like being there and everything. And then as the speech sort of develops, it turns more into a condemnation of the attitudes of Americans towards slavery because the society then had really become just hateful towards them and they saw them as sort of property. You know what I mean? I get that. So like this happens when he asks the, the audience the question, are the great principles of political freedom and of natural justice embodying the Declaration of Independence extended to us, which by us he meant the blacks. So he's asking, you are saying asking me to speak about freedom that I have, but the rest of my family is still on the farm in chains. Right, they're still enslaved. And I mean, who wouldn't be angry at that point? I don't blame Douglas for turning around and starting to kind of condemn them like that. Because if your family's in chains, you're going to kind of pop off on them, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he also tries to connect to the audience by using quotes from the Bible. I mean, that makes sense since they're like old white people in the South because like they're very religious people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then after roasting them with the Bible, he continues to talk about how he like compares the treatment of slaves to that of animals and how he thinks it's strange that the white people... Um, deny that slaves are actually people, yet they made laws against them. And they don't make laws against animals. They don't tell a pig not to write, yet they're telling slaves they can't write, they can't sing. So basically, he was criticizing America's ideology um, as inconsistent. Because um, he was saying, he's like, the Declaration of Independence says that all men are created equally, yet all people were not create you know treated equally the same. Slaves had awful treatment, and the whites were living the best lives. Right, and and to highlight that point, in Virginia at the time, there were actually seventy two crimes that if a black man committed them, he would instantly be like, you know, oofed, killed. R I P him. Whereas like if a white man were to commit that same crime, he would not be killed. He would get up with a lighter punishment. I mean, that's not even fair. So, a black guy could break into a bank and just be automatically killed, whereas a white guy could break into a bank... And he'd get a slap on the wrist and get sent home. And he could just do it again, get another slap on the wrist. And so, 
it would just continue over and over where the black right. man did it once and he was gone. Right, and that's exactly the injustice in the world that Frederick Douglass was arguing over. And to further emphasize this really critical point, he asks the question, he says, what am I to argue that it is wrong to make men brutes, to rob them of their liberties, to burn their flesh, to starve them into obedience and to submission to their masters? And in answer to this question, he asks another one. He says, must I argue that a system thus marked with blood and stained with pollution is wrong? And he says, no, that he won't. So essentially, that's his mic drop into the end of his speech, saying that things aren't going to change. And if people aren't willing to fight for them, they aren't going to change. Wow, that's deep. But he does, you know, cut them some slack. Because Douglas does conclude on more of like an optimistic note. You know what I mean? Because he tells them that he believes that anti-slavery slavery will eventually triumph over pro-slavery forces. So he sort of gives a positive outlook into America after absolutely slapping them with all of his yeah, Because it wouldn't stuff they wouldn't get it they would just feel feel harassed if he just went on and on and on about how bad they were because you know nobody likes to listen how bad they were so he knew he needed to like give them some leeway and be like but we can do this you know right so he's kind of giving them hope for the future for the future of america that like you said things will change closes with a poem by garrison and basically that poem is saying that it is inevitable that the arrival of freedom will happen. Abolitionists' work was not in vain. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Um, we hope you enjoyed learning about Frederick Douglass and his speech. It was truly a work of art. It was definitely enjoyable was, to learn about and very beneficial and um, impacted our history And we hope that you guys learned a lot along with us. Anyways, tune in next time just kidding not next time because our careers are done the podcast industry is not for us bye